Hello everybody and welcome to Brumbagoon. You will not get there on a road bike. Maybe it's better if you choose a steel bike. Out of nah, I'm kidding. I'm in love with carbon gravel bikes, I have to say that. But I'm also super in love with steel bikes. And today we are gonna talk with one of the main characters of this new school of frame building, Italian frame builders that are all around Europe. Sit down, hold on, get something to drink, it's beer or a coffee, and listen to yeah, to my guests talking about nerding a bit about bicycle building, but mostly nerding a bit about adventures and history and all these kind of anecdotes that makes really a frame builder full of history and you can understand why the style is there. Enough for a presentation of this episode. I'm gonna go back into the interview pretty, pretty, pretty soon. I just want to tell, as usual, thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review my podcast, especially in Apple Podcasts. Another thing down in the description below, you are gonna find a link to my newsletter where you can find... I think every couple of weeks, um, kind of news around cycling, around podcasts, and around cool stuff and cool friends that I have there around. So if you want to be part of that, don't forget to subscribe to it. The description will keep a subscription link for you. I hope all of you, you are enjoying a bit more the outdoors in this period. A lot of people I saw, they're going out. I can see it from Komoot and I can see it from Strava. By the way, I don't know why Strava changed completely and went into the direction of monetizing so much, especially in the performance base. Anyways, I'm gonna keep it as free as much as I can. And if I need really to check my performance, if Simon continues chasing me on that, I'm gonna do it manually. But I saw, let's move on on this conversation, but I saw a lot of people continue moving and stuff and I'm doing the same. Last week it was a bit shitter, but anyways, this week started really good and yesterday I discovered a couple of super new cool rides that I can get on my open app. And uh, I'm really, really fun. For, for example, yesterday I was up to the Utreberg because I wanted to, to just to have something that I know, a ride that I know, uh, on the highest peak here in the city of Zurich, by the way, with amazing trails, also for mountain bikes, I saw a lot of mountain bikers and stuff. And then I went down from another direction, I got lost a couple of times and I had to walk a couple of times, but apart from that, I went by coming an amazing route close to the lake. And I'm really, really happy to tell you that probably the best way to find new routes is to talk with people. That's what I've done yesterday, and that's what I've done also in the last days. Just arriving to a place where you know that there are going to be cyclists and start talking with them, and they're going to give you the perfect tips to get the best out of your ride. I hope it's enough. And I'm really, I don't know, I'm really stoked on what this summer is going to give me on top of my open app. By the way, hi Andy, we talked just this week and uh, I'm super happy that everything is running smooth for open and don't forget to go to opencycle.com to have a look to their products and especially to the news that Andy's putting together all the time. Enough for talking, just move into the direction of the interview. Three words, I met Nico, Nico Bonanno, the guest of this episode properly during the Atlas Mountain Race back to February. Ah, by the way, talking about Atlas Mountain Race, you're listening to that on Monday. Remember that on Wednesday, 9 o'clock Central Europe time, 8 o'clock Greenwich time, 
wherever it is in the US, there's gonna be the premiere of the film of Brady Lawrence that he made during the Atlas Mountain Race. The name of it is Into the Rift. You will find also the link to the premiere down in the description below and be sure to check in and to watch it because it's gonna be really, really, really great. And I can't wait for that. Going back to my guest of today. So we met during the Atlas Mountain Race, but during my times in Berlin, everybody was telling me about this amazing frame builder, building up amazing bikes with amazing pole colors, with amazing design in Berlin, Kreuzberg. Well, after I met him, I thought, okay, we need to make it happen. We need to talk together in the podcast, in the broom wagon, on the broom wagon. And that's what happened. We talked about everything. We talked about three different chunks of topics. Frame building, Atlas Mountain Race, and the Mogas, the amazing event that him, together with some friends of him, are making happen in the north of Italy and yeah, in this amazing place that is Valtellina between Stelvio, Gavia and Mortirolo Pass. Enough for talking, really, this time. I'll talk to you later. Here you go. Hi, everybody. Today, I think it's going to be a pretty noisy one because Nico is there in his workshop trying to find the beer and trying to start working again and working with machines and a lot of noise. But that's what we like, right? Flame builders in their perfect art. How you doing, Nico? Uh, everything okay. Ciao, Stefano. How are you? I'm really good. I'm really good. I'm actually, this is my last duty before going out for a couple of hours ride. So I'm feeling good. Okay. Nice. It's good weather in Zurich. No, it's shit. Okay. I was out this morning and this afternoon and it's freezing cold. So I think I need to yeah. find again the long sleeve jerseys and the vest because it's going to be, especially on the downhill, it's going to be a bit chilly, I would say. How is the weather in Berlin? How is everything there? Yeah, it was a bit rainy, but uh, but okay. It's not so cold. And uh, I think ne next week uh, will become the, the summer, I think, uh, on Monday. And uh, for the for the for this week is perfect for the workshop. I try to to weld more frames, then <laughs> I'm 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 free for for the for the next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You should, you should. So next week is gonna be a huge long ride discovering Brandenburg. Maybe, maybe. I hope. I hope Brandenburg is wonderful, and the north the north part is really incredible i discovered the last the, la the last week uh, uh, a new uh, gravel section with uh, stefan mm -hmm. stefan Inel. Mm -hmm. hi stefan and, uh, shout out <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah was uh, really really nice and the, the problem is that i i'm in kreisberg in the south part and i need to cross all the all the all the city to, to arrive on this on this uh, gravel section in, in the north. Then, so uh, you are going out from the city from Pankow then, or yeah, from Pankow, Pankow or Weissensee. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is, this is my is is the my favorite part, mm. and uh, you you have a lot of lakes, and uh, like uh, the most uh, famous, I think Lipnitze or Bernsteinsee are really nice lake and you can camp outside or yeah i'm missing it so much and i truly believe that anyways yeah. everything close to vanze or whatever is also beautiful 
yeah, but it's a yeah, bit boring. Some, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, they have to yeah. cause them and stuff. I got a bit bored on that. Yeah, but in this moment, this area like uh, Wannsee or uh, Grunewald is a lot of a lot of people um, going walking because uh, with the Corona, everybody you know they 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 go outside with bike or riding yeah, yeah. or. Yeah, they're packing and, the roads and actually for us that we want to go out with a bike to relax is not good because you need all the time to be focused there. Yeah, yeah, it's too much, uh, yeah, it's too dangerous sometimes to, when you, yeah, yeah. I started using, remember in Berlin, I started using helmets to commute in the city only on spring because it was too dangerous. Everybody was there on the bicycle, don't taking care of anything, don't watching around. It was way more dangerous to go out in spring than on in winter with with ice and frozen roads. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Berlin is a jungle. It's a defi <laughs> definitely a jungle, man. You don't know how much my life improved here riding the bicycle here in Zurich. It's also pretty dangerous, but for other reasons, let's say. <laughs> Well, I think that everybody here understood that Nico and me shared for a bit the same city, Berlin, even if we met properly this year during the Atlas Mountain Race. Nico is a frame builder, a great friend, and uh, cycling addicted, and whatever. It's better maybe for you to introduce yourself, Nico. I don't want to say stuff that they're not representing you completely, or maybe they're no, represent but... they represent you yeah. too much. I don't want to say yeah. that. Better for you. <laughs> Yeah. Hello, everybody. <laughs> no, I'm uh, I'm an Italian uh, Italian uh, frame builder, but uh, I, I live in Berlin now in this moment. Uh, now ten years, and um, yeah, I start uh, to build frames five years ago, six years ago, and uh, yeah, now is my is uh, is my job. Before I I do a, a a half-time uh, job in a bicycle shop. I started like a bicycle mechanic. In the Ratspanarai is a, like a collective in uh, Berlin Kreuzberg. Um, yeah, 20, year, 20 years history of um, steel bikes because they sell only steel bikes. Wow. And, uh, yeah, yeah, like 20 years. Like 20 years, they sell only steel bikes. Really radical. Yeah, yeah. They they started like uh, yeah. They have uh, this idea that steel bikes is not the idea, but is the reality that steel bikes uh, have a, um, a longer life. And uh, yeah, they sell only steel bikes uh, like Kona, Surly, more uh, commercial. But uh, yeah, really, it's a really really nice uh, shop. Fourteen peoples, and uh, yeah. Then uh, the last month I decide to quit. And uh, now I work only in, uh, in my shop, alone. <laughs> no, not, not. <laughs> Come on, I cannot see you. I cannot see yourself. I cannot really imagine yourself yeah. just staying alone in your workshop, not talking with everybody's stuff. You need to make a mess. I can imagine that there is something like, I don't know, at least 10 people, friends or whatever, swinging by your workshop yes, at least every yes. at least It's a time. disaster. Exactly. It's a disaster. Yeah. I, sometimes I close the door and I, don't, I, I, I really don't answer at the phone because sometimes, you, and you know, my, my shop is in front of the park, Berlitza Park, uh -huh. and in the summer is a disaster. My friends come and uh, now I have some, some rules because uh, uh, only after seven with a beer. 
then <laughs> okay okay if you want you to say hi to nico you have to get to the shop uh, so to the workshop yourself after seven o'clock at least with a couple of beers otherwise it doesn't work yeah yeah two or three beers please <laughs> makes sense makes sense <laughs> cool nico then uh, seems like yeah let's start from here seems like bicycle is a strong part of your life but how did it arrive in your life How did you, because you were probably when you hit your passion on bike, you were still in Italy or you were already in Berlin? How did it come? No, 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 still in Italy. I am, uh, I am, my family is a cyclist uh, family because uh, my, my father is uh, the, the classic Italian uh, uh, cyclist with his uh, aluminum or carbon bike. And, uh, My mother, I have a German mother, was uh, the classic uh, commuter that in the 90s uh, started to commuting in Milano. was uh, oh, like, uh, okay. Uh, and uh, the garage is full of bicycles. And my mother uh, designed uh, um, motorcycles for BMW. Wow. Then uh, the two wheels are uh, something... Uh, a, a family, a, a, a family business, and uh, but I start, I I start the first time to cycling that I that I think wow is really nice because when I was young was not so, you know I was uh, I don't like it really. My father bring me on the on the Gavia pass uh, or like Stelvio pass, but I hate it. I, I hate imagine. it. You know. <laughs> And uh, I prefer uh, playing uh, Nintendo like this, you know. And, <laughs> and uh, I started really to riding a bike like with 18. Was, uh, was, um, I crashed I crash in, the, in the bicycle world with a, with a motorcycle crash. Oh, and, obviously, uh, obviously. Yeah. And uh, I destroyed my motorcycle. Destroyed, really. It was a really dangerous crash. And uh, my father was uh, pissed off of me. And uh, after different months, he gave me a, a bicycle for a, for a present. And uh, now, now you have your, your, your bike and I started to, to cycle. Okay. No more bicycle. The only time that you can go fast is when your legs allow you to go fast. <laughs> not yes, anymore yes. just pushing yeah. the gas. not anymore anymore it was really pissed off and uh was it his motor bicycles or yours my motor bicycle and uh, uh he gave me uh the bicycle the present that my mother gave him with 28 or i don't know was a was a was a birthday present was really an important present and and they gave me this bike wow yeah that's amazing uh, but Yeah, old school battalion. Okay, do you still have it? Uh, no, <laughs> it was stolen. No, that's... <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. back yeah. to Italy. It was stolen in front, yeah, back to Milano. You know, Milano uh, is yeah. really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was was super fast. I go inside in a bar mm. and uh, I I think I heard like uh, the the sound of the um, uh, acuflex, battery um, mm -hmm. flex. Yeah. <laughs> And, and uh, the car, the, it was super professional. 
possible professional. Right? Ah, so they saw it already. They were not there looking for any kind of bike. They probably no, saw your was, bike. It was with a van, you know. They go out and they take the the the, the battery flex and suck suck and yeah. Damn it. That that's it. Yeah. Okay. And then yeah. at a certain point, so you started with motor. So first of all, you started with Super Nintendo, as I understood. <laughs> then motorcycle arrives. Then yeah. cycling with real yeah. bicycles yeah. arrives. Yeah. And then at a certain yeah. point, you moved to Berlin and then you decided that instead of only riding bicycles, you wanted to build up bicycle. Tell me this. Yeah. How did it move from this side to the other? So from only riding to building frames and bikes. Yeah, I actually, I really started to riding bikes just after starting building frames. Okay. That is the, that is, for me the, the the proper answer at this question but uh, yeah i started uh, five years ago like this and um was uh, in was the the moment that uh, fixed gear was really hyped you know that like alicats and uh, criterium and I saw the first time in a blog uh, uh, my friend Mattia Paganotti mm -hmm. uh, building the first frames. I think eight years, eight years ago, like this. So Mattia Paganotti and means Legor. Legor, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, uh, yeah, he inspired me a bit. And then uh, in the in the searching, I saw Zulo and all the masters, and uh, you know, then uh, then I want to start to to build frames uh, alone yeah was like uh, was was for me uh, important to learn something that uh, i can i can do it with with, with my hands and uh, and uh, maybe alone in a workshop without uh, normal uh... but did you study design or any kind of uh, i don't know engineering industrial design <laughs> stuff or no or you studied no. literature that, like i did and then you finish yourself i'm bicycle mechanical i'm okay. bicycle mechanical and uh, i i do a like a, a welding uh, um, class uh, uh, in Germany, here in Berlin, a TIG welding class, okay. and uh, was uh, paid from the state, German state, and then was really good. They do five months uh, welding uh, school, and was, was, was really important to, for me, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. at the end of the day, you, as you were telling me, you were already breathing all these two wheels, the sign part already in your family. So I think that the step from one side to the other was kind of natural, right? Yeah, it was was natural. I, I, I it was hard because I, I it's, it's, it's a hard job, and uh, but it was was natural. Yeah, it was not. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cool. Well. Here, probably, I need to ask you this question, talking about your bikes and stuff. I think that your background is pretty clear, but now you're really well established. I can say it without any problem, without uh, thinking about, ah, okay, but no, it's not true. I truly believe that actually your name out there is pretty well established in the frame builders, in this kind of new school of frame builders that came out from uh, all over mm -hmm. Europe. And where and how would you see why let's put it in this way how and why your frames are special how would you say that your frames are so unique in the landscape or the bespoke 
cycling frames at the moment? Oh, <laughs> this is a big... <laughs> no, I know. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. I think in the start, I think that every custom frame is special because uh, when you have uh, behind a person or two persons, they build the frame with their hands in in your local city is, I think is... It's normal that it's special, no? In my in my situation, I think uh, because uh, I have this Italian way to build the frames, okay. you know, yeah, and uh, Italian new school way mm-hmm. uh, with uh, TIG welding and uh, orientated to performance. And uh, yeah, the design is maybe unique because uh, it's a part of this city of uh, of Berlin. And uh, a mix of, of culture, because it's not only it's the Italian way that I, I build frames like uh, Italian, Italian school with a German touch or not German touch, but Berlin touch, you know, yeah. that the, the, the design is really minimalistic and uh, like Berlin. Uh, Dirt and sexy, I don't know. Like uh... no, no, it makes a lot of sense. That's something that I can completely see. I can completely see the part, the Italian style that you were mentioning. That is really uh, race oriented, but still yeah, with a lot yeah, of style yeah. in the lines. Yeah. While I can yeah. see into the design itself and in yeah. the colors yeah. as well, your yeah. logo. Yeah. That's purely yeah. Berlin. It's yeah, uh, it's really... not. It's it's not typical Italian. No. I am. Uh, it's not typical Italian. That uh, that. Uh, for sure, it's more modern, metropolitan, or you know that, uh, and the, the influence I I I, be, I have this influence uh, because I met a lot of people here during my experience in Berlin, and uh, now I have the frames have this energy, you know, yeah. and uh, of course the way still Italian because uh, I am. Uh, yeah, the orientation or the inspiration uh, are uh, orientated to the, these uh, big uh, frame, big frame builders like Dario Pegoretti, Tiziano Zullo, and uh, uh, you know all this person they inspire, inspire, inspire me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. I can completely see exactly this kind of influence that you got in your past, and maybe people that you worked with, or at least you you learned something from them that actually came out in your way of building your bikes. And the cool thing is that, and that's why I was before mentioning this kind of new school of uh, bike welding and frame building and everything like this. It's super cool because it seems like I can also see influences between you guys you mentioned before Lego. there is also belle cycling there are so many big characters especially italian characters that are really building up from from the ground something new and that's pretty pretty cool everybody with his own style of course but still with something yes, in common yes yeah 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 of course the italian of course and uh, but uh, you have a difference uh, difference in the english in english frame builders they they still have this English uh, touch, you know. Then uh, the, I think the, the the new wave of uh, frame building now is uh, it's really important for for the industry because uh, yeah, then I, I'm I'm super happy about this. I'm super happy. Yeah. What do you think? So maybe we can touch touch base a little bit also this topic. Why do you think a lot of people now got and then talking about customers or better? cycling lover they moved from the mass 
production, cycling, kind of standardized and stuff, carbon fiber, blah, 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 to a bit more bespoke one. And when I say talk about bespoke, I talk a bit more, of course, you can find manufacturers that are building up tailor-made carbon frames and stuff, but most of the people that are really going to find a new bike, they actually go and try to find two different, I truly believe that actually they, are, they look for two different materials, one for sure is steel and the other one is titanium. But still, why do you think there's there was this wave and there still is this wave of people moving from the mass production, try to buy products from uh, somebody who is building up handmade frames in different materials? But, but I think the answer is, uh, is uh, common because uh, the people are need uh, something more customized, you know, they feel they, they want something personal and they... The mass production, you know, the industrial mass production is boring. <laughs> that is, yeah, that is boring. It's really boring. And uh, and uh, when you come in, in, in my workshop on, in, uh, in, in a frame builder workshop or, or a small shop, you can speak with the person, uh, your necessity, you know, and uh, it's it's different. It's really different. Have another another soul, you know, another yeah. It's it's uh it's not only consu consuming, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. it's creating. Because as it's well, creating, I truly yeah. believe that actually coming yeah. from a manufacturer, frame builder, an artist like yeah. you are, yeah. and saying. You know what? I'm looking for a new bike. I ride in this, this, and this other way, and uh, I would like to have a bicycle for this. Then you start a conversation because you are putting your point of view as a customers and the point of view on Nico as a professional frame builder, as I was saying also before, artist. And then you put all the things together, and there is an exchange. A lot yeah. is learned by the consumer. Yeah. Yeah. Learn a lot is learned also yeah. by you because yeah. you understand also yeah. the needs of the yeah. other people. Yeah. And yeah. on the other side, when you are buying a mass product, so somebody that something that is printed somewhere else, and then most of the time arrives to you already with the parts that are pre-assembled on the rules of the market. Then it's something that is, you know, the only thing that you can do, you can only, I can, how can I say that? Uh, you can only get this one into you. You can just passively get all this information and try to, to accept them. On the other side, by doing a bicycle from a frame builder or with a frame builder or together with a manufacturer, then you are really building up together that is coming directly from your soul. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I learn a lot of, uh, from my customers because the, uh, have uh, everyone have a different necessity, and uh, I have my five. I have five models, and uh, and uh, some of them come from one of them in particular. The Italo Disco is a Road Plus. Uh, was uh, the um, requirement and the necessity of my customers. Mm -hmm. And not only my necessity, you know. And then I have different uh, other models. They are more my my own necessity. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I can completely understand. Then you talk directly with the customers. So then at a certain point, you understand that probably some needs of the customers can become a prototype. Would you decide, would you define this one as your prototyping? Uh, how can you say that? Something like your prototyping measurements or your prototyping uh, way of building stuff or 
Is there anything else or just sometimes the idea comes into no, my really. mind? Is, yeah, no, this is my, because I saw that some clients was a, was a moment they asked me not the same, but the same idea. And then I start to build a, the, for example, the Italisco, that is a road plus. They want a, ro a road bike with, uh, with more clearance. And then I start to build this. And uh, of course, I ride this bike and I, I, I put uh, some of my necessity on this bike. But uh, yeah, was more at the start was more the, the requirement of, uh, from the customers. Yeah. Is the Italo Disco the model that you have ridden into the Atlas Monte race or? No, no, no. This is the Stay Loco. <laughs> ah, the Stay Loco one. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, for for Atlas Monster Racing, the the the, the loco, <laughs> the loco attitude, the loco attitude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Uh, tell me a bit more about that. Maybe give me something like an overview of your models. It's not just to give something like a showroom of what you have, but just to understand a bit more the idea behind any of the bicycles that you are producing. Yeah, uh, the, of course the. The, the Italo Disco, I explain a bit, is a road plus uh, um, with uh, 35, 38 uh, uh, tire clearance. Mm -hmm. And it was, was really a, um, is the, the model that I, I sell more. Okay. And, uh, it's kind of a yeah. modern way to see road cycling. So something like 80% road cycling with comfort, plus a 20% of, uh, I don't know, a gravel loop, if you want to do a gravel turn. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Strade Bianche, like this, you know, that, uh, um, like Brandenburg here in Berlin is flat, this is perfect. Not for trail, not for a real mountain bike trail, but uh, like a, a, a road plus. <laughs> perfect. And, um, and then I have the Stay Loco, that it's a gravel bike, uh, that you can use like uh, 27 and a half uh, with uh, 2.0 uh, clearance. Oh, okay. 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 And uh, but you can choose the wheels. You then you can uh, change with uh, 740 millimeters mm -hmm. clearance. Okay. It's a a proper gravel bike with a, a super open angle in the front. Really good for for do trail trail and uh, like uh, Atlas Mountain Race or maybe maybe for Atlas Mountain Race you need a mountain bike. <laughs> but uh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. That's a, that's a conversation that I had already. Also with Robert Quirk, he said uh, it was better. It was better twenty er Yeah. 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 And. He, uh, Rob had a 29er. Yeah, he had a 29er. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I passed him. I passed him in the in the climb, and he passed me in the downhill. <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah, it was super funny. We we rode a lot uh, in the same uh, in the same uh, in the same moment because uh, I passed him in the climb, and he he was super fast on the descending. Okay. Yeah, and because my tires. I have a 27 and a half with uh, drop bar 
maybe next next time I build a mountain bike for for the Atlas Mountain Race. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. At least front suspended. Yeah. And then I can see that you have also some frames that are a bit more racy and fixed geary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I have a the Futomaki. Futomaki is a. Call it like the the big roll, the big sushi roll, <laughs> and uh, because I have this uh, this uh, oversized tubing, is uh, is more a performance road bike, and uh, uh, you have the choice uh, to disc and uh, rim brakes, and uh, yeah, is uh, more for the 150, 200 kilometer kilometer uh, cycling but not more because it's really really stiff and uh, yeah it's more for performance to for fa fast bikers than long distance cycling yeah yeah uh, and then i have the mogast is uh, like my classic uh, baby mm -hmm. and uh, yeah uh, that is the particularity of this bike uh, is uh, is is more think it uh, for for climbing for mountains is super light and comfortable uh, it's not so uh, don't have this uh, super oversized tubing then uh, maybe more of of course more comfort and uh, the um, I use the Pigoretti fork in okay. the front, mm -hmm. the falls. Uh, yeah, was uh, the the bike was like an inspiration at uh, the Pigoretti Pigoretti models, but yeah, of course, uh, it's only the inspiration. But yeah, I call it Mo Mogas because the the event, you know, the, the we're gonna talk about event. that. Keep it for later. <laughs> Hold it on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Then uh, what I have? I have the Paso Doble is like a randonnée bike mm -hmm. with steel fork. The only one with steel fork. All the other ones have carbon fork. Carbon fork. Okay. Yeah. 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 And uh, that's it. Five five models. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Uh, of course, a track bike, but I don't. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't sell track bikes anymore. I mean, I, yeah, the time for fixed gears is over. Yeah, it's over. It's over. <laughs> it's definitely over. I love it, but it's over. Don't tell yeah. me. I've been yeah. actually yeah. talking with a lot of people. We are actually sharing the same passion and background with fixed gears and whatever. Nobody's. I don't know. I, a lot of people that I know, they are not into fixed gears anymore, and everybody's a bit more in the exploration and relaxed way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are old. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. It's too stressful, Nico. It's really too stressful yeah, to go out stressful. in the city yeah, with, a, yeah, with no yeah, brains. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, uh, but I come, I come uh, from this background, uh -huh. this uh, messenger and criterium, uh, criterium fixed gear scene. Yeah, of course. Then, yeah, these are your bikes. You come from a background of fixed gear, track bikes, and uh, blah, blah, blah. But seems like now you're a bit more into the exploring side of cycling and the gravel part and the long distances and all like this. That's why you decided at a certain point you had to participate to one of those ultra endurance races and it was the Atlas Mountain Race. Tell me yeah, a bit. It was my first time. Exactly, a, exactly. Yeah. So just. I'm not. I'm, I'm definitely not a ultra racer. I, I will start with this because. 
man uh, man yeah. your cv says something <laughs> different because you took part to it and you finished it so come on yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but tell yeah. me more tell me how you decided to to take part to it and tell me more about that yeah i have um, um, a really good relationship with morocco because the year the, the point was uh, the race is in morocco and I want to see again Morocco because the year before I was in Morocco traveling with a bike. Ah, okay. And uh, and I saw the all the north part, and then I I want to see this this south part and the atlas, and uh, that, then I decide to 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 try this uh, this ultra race. Yeah, that uh, that was the 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 real point. And uh, and um, I do ten days before I, I I was with Robert with my painter that we start the race together. Bello ciao, <laughs> Robert. Yeah, we start the race together with Robert. Uh, we we finish separately because uh, he have a lot of uh, flat tires and uh, and mechanical problems, but he finished one day one day after was really, really, really strong. And uh, yeah, that, uh, that that's why I, I, I want to, I want to see more that Morocco and, uh, and the Nelson uh, to definitely a wonderful track. <laughs> incredible. I, it was, was incredible. Yeah. I that's saw... why we all like him. There's nothing to say. Yeah. He makes the perfect yeah. tracks on uh, yeah. in all these races because he really goes there scouting for the best places where you have to go and also for the shittiest places where you don't want to be but then at the end you say but it was worth it yeah 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 i i remember a moment that the 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 road in the night was uh, the was destroyed in this in this in the, in the first day either but I, I I I met you in a checkpoint, and you tell me, hey, Nico, the next road is really heavy. The road is, is destroyed, and yeah, and I I I was really scared about this because I when I arrive I arrive in the point and I saw my Wahoo, my my Garmin, to the. They write me like uh, stop uh, is uh, something you, you need to go around this point. <laughs> and what? And then I check and uh, the 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 climb was completely destroyed. And yeah. you need to. It was in the yeah. Colonial Road. It was around day number yeah. three. By the way, that road, apart from some part of the roads that were completely collapsed, but I truly believe that that road, especially the uphill there, was incredible. I was there in the day, during the day. You went, there, you were there during the night, but wow. Yeah, in the night was yeah. It's was terrible. Crazy. It's there. Yeah. The surface is yeah, not so bad, yeah. but just at a certain point, yeah. you don't see the road anymore because there is none. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And my 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 power bank was uh, died. And <laughs> I. What have I, you done do at that point? You just stopped and camped <laughs> there, or no? I, I have the I have the dynamo. Oh, okay. I have the dynamo. But then you need to hiking, and then I I roll all the time my with my hands the the wheel <laughs> to do some light it was crazy. Yeah. yeah and yeah. Uh, yeah, and I part I, I participate uh, the Atlas Mount race. Uh, uh, another another point is uh, because 
I I need uh, to have a, a, a disconform in my life, you know, disconform. and <laughs> like a clear, like a, like a clear cut from the overthinking because I think too much. And then I, in this, uh, in these races, I, I stop to, to think, you know, it's, yeah. You're just yeah. thinking about something else. You put your focus on something else. I remember that at the end, at the finish line, you told me something like a couple of hours before the party, we had a conversation, we had a talk, we got a beer together before you started nerding with Rob Quirk about uh, frames and stuff, but that's another story. And you told me, Stefano, I came here just to disconnect, to shut down my email, to just don't think about stuff because that's what I really need to do now and nothing else. It was worth it then. It was good yeah was yeah it's works yeah of course <laughs> yeah when you when you when you write so so much hours then uh, your mind uh, yeah closed and then uh, you, you don't think nothing anymore <laughs> yeah you think to survive that's yeah. the only thing yeah that you, you have think to... the next point where you find the water you need to, you think the next point where you you're, you're searching food and like this where you sleep only the survival questions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tell me a bit more about your Atlas Mountain Race. Which one is one? Tell me some of your favorite moments. Let's put it in this way. Something that will stick in your mind as good moments of your <laughs> Atlas Mountain Race. Uh, We're going to go also to the bad ones. If you want yeah. to mix them together, feel free. Eh? I think they are, they are, the mix uh, is a mix because uh, um, I think my my... My funniest, funniest moment uh, was like 50k from the finish line. <laughs> I I was totally hallucinated because I take ibuprofen and the sun gave me like a, a I don't know the a, 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 um, you know um, hallucinating uh, moment and uh, I uh, and I was like in the yeah, you know, the rocks, the desert part. And uh, I start 50K from the finish to remove all my bags, to put everything out and uh, to, wash my, uh, to, to wash my tea, to brush my tea. And uh, in, a, in a moment, uh, pass me Rob Quirk. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And they tell me, hey man, 50k from the finish, what you do? And I, ah, sorry, I need to refresh. And was, yeah, was, yeah, was, was, was crazy fun. You know, it was, yeah, was, was a nice moment because I realized that uh, I want to prepare me to the finish line to arrive, not to this, uh, uh, destroyed, you know? And I, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, no, but I can say that actually, yeah. probably Rob in the last 50 kilometers or the last kilometers of the race was completely on fire. Yeah. Because yeah. I know about this episode of him shouting at you, having fun and blah, blah, blah. And then he started a race against Luis, Luis Parker. And they were starting racing each other and jumping fences yeah, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> One of yeah, the yeah, other. Yeah. I think it was completely on fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone have a different uh, moment in the last. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. wanted to have a relax just to yeah. absorb yeah, all the yeah, final moments. Yeah. You wanted just to arrive. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, another another particular moment was. Um, um, Really nice moment. Uh, I met um, Bank Stiller on the road, and I was with Robert. 
Hello, ciao. And uh, we decided to go out from the track and uh, to visit a village. <laughs> ah, yeah. Like this. <laughs> yeah, like this, <laughs> like this. Uh, and uh, yeah, we come in, inside in the village and uh, one family invite us for, for breakfast. And uh, they give us uh, a homemade uh, jam, tea, bread. Uh, was really incredible because uh, was the nicest contact that I have uh, in the in the uh, in the race. You know, and was uh, because we take I think four or five hours <laughs> breakfast <laughs> in the race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. makes sense also because yeah. I tasted the best homemade yeah. peanut butter of my life yeah. in Morocco. Okay. Everybody in any village, everybody, yeah. every family yeah. does amazing homemade yeah. peanut butter yeah. and wow. Yeah, they, they, the people are incredible. You know, the, 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 the locals, uh, they, they give everything, you know, food, uh, yeah. uh, everything. They, they are really, really incredible people in this area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 One day I'm going to tell you the story, I tell you, Nico, and tell everybody the story about myself and all the people in my car being invited to a village where they were making a celebration with amazing food. Wow, wow. People yeah. in Morocco are great, are yeah. really amazing, yeah. Really, yeah. really amazing. I have, a, yeah, yeah. It's really, 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 really nice people, of course. And yeah. anything else, anything that you will remember in a bad or in a good way during the race? Ah, in, a, in a bad way, <laughs> I have uh, yeah a, a bad moment in uh, in the in the de this des you know this desert part with uh, asphalt this long desert part with asphalt. Uh, I saw oh, I saw you in this night. Then uh, yeah, we met before when you were supplying or putting no, some. Not before, uh, after. I, I, I saw you after this. This. Ah, see, we saw, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. You saw me after that. Ah, yeah, remember that you were following the wheel yeah. of Ferro, don't you? Yeah, Ferro, <laughs> magic Ferro. Yeah, there was Ferro, you were following, yeah. holding yeah. his wheel. I yes, think I it was the that. first day and uh, was close to the this, this de desert with this asphalt road and and uh, I was totally exhausted and uh, um I saw a tree, you know, I was destroyed mentally because the sun and then I saw this tree and I started to cry like, uh, yeah, yeah, it was really uh, a bad and a nice moment because I have yeah, a nice image about, about this moment. And then I, I put some music, like a rap music, and I restart to, okay. to challenging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You needed some moment, something like to reboot everything and start everything from scratch. Yeah, this was the only one, or the only one moment okay. that I think, okay, I I can't. But uh, was uh, like ten minutes, ten minutes, and uh, because this uh, this 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 part of desert, you, you don't saw nothing, you know. You saw you saw only this asphalt street. Uh, like i don't know it was more than 50k i think but uh yeah yeah but 
Yeah. Yeah, but still it's okay. It's, I don't know. I have an image of you during the Atlas Mountain yeah. race that is yourself smiling all the time yeah. and making yeah. jokes and whatever. It was a big party. Yeah, of course. It was a big party. Yeah. 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 And then we had conversation about stuff, conversation about this, about that. But I actually remember that you took it pretty in a nice uh, in a nice way. Yeah. That's yeah. Great. But I know I because I, I, I travel the 10 days before in Morocco. Uh, and the year before I do the, this, this travel, then I know Morocco and Moroccan people. And uh, yeah, for me, it was not so, so um, um, different, uh, like different way to see the life there, you know, that was not so, not so shocking, you know, Africa or like okay. this. But yeah, anyways, no, it was really great. And actually, maybe something that you said, and probably we can touch base a little bit on that, is the people. Tell me more about how did you feel into this race, talking about people, people that are the locals themselves, but also the people that were racing. You said that it was the first time for you taking part to a race event yeah. like this, even if I think that you are using experience about that. But how did you see, actually, these two different way of the people so something like the locals which one were you feeling of the locals and of the people taking part to it yeah the local the local yeah incredible you know that because uh, they they have time there because they don't have so much and then maybe they have more time to 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 speak with you and to help you and uh, in the modern civilization we don't have this time and maybe then yeah that that was uh was super nice about the people from from the morocco and uh, about the racers uh, is a yeah it's a really nice community about uh yeah crazy people you have uh, a part of these people they are super racers and uh yeah they they i don't i don't know these people you know because i'm not a racer but uh, I met uh, really nice, uh, nice persons. They they do ultra race a uh, long time, like Ferro or this uh, other guy from Czech Republic. I don't know. I don't remember the name. Uh, yeah, they. It's a really nice community. Really nice community. Having they have fun and uh, enjoy this uh, this uh, this situation. And I think they they. Uh, they want like a, a break from the normal life, no? You know, they yeah, they yeah. searching like you, yeah, like yeah, me, yeah, yeah, like yeah, us. Yeah. They searching, searching like a break. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So you said that you took parts to the Atlas Mountain Race with your stay local frame. Yes. <laughs> then, just what I wanted to ask you is: there were moments when you thought. Man, this bicycle, you build the perfect bicycle for this kind of thing. It's perfect. You were really smart. Another moment when you thought, come on, that's bullshit. Why did I do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think about this a lot, of course. And uh, um, for me, uh was uh, really, really good uh, the geometric part of my bike because uh, um, after a lot of experiments with uh, different geometries on my bikes uh, uh, this time I found a perfect position for me 
No, not so much pain on the back, and not so much, you know, not so much pain. I can uh, can ride 200, 300 kilometers without pain. That was for me the <laughs> the nice part. The wrong part was, um, of course, the downhill section. Um, okay. Maybe a 27 and a half a gravel bike. Uh, hmm. You know, was uh, uh, maybe I, 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 I would have preferred a, a 29er uh, for 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 the vibration for the for the, for the downhill section. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, for that's why we were saying at the beginning, probably for next time you're gonna design and build up. Yeah, for a race yeah. like this. Yeah, something I have like a 29er. Yeah, I have two orders now like this. I have a. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with drop bar or flat bar? Both. One drop bar and one, one flat bar. And uh, uh, inspired a bit of Atlas Mountain Race. And uh, I understand a lot of stuff with this, with this uh, uh, ride. Yeah. Uh, about, about geometry. And uh, yeah, um, I have uh, maybe <laughs> a new model for the future. <laughs> Yeah, we can't wait to see it, but I can also <laughs> wait to know if you are thinking about doing in this in the near future because now it's a bit of a weird situation. Yeah, another event like this. Are you thinking about that? Or? Yeah, 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 but not Atlas Monterey's. I want something new. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, 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 yeah, okay. We're gonna, I'm gonna wait once you are gonna decide what you want to do. Just give me a shout, huh? Yes, <laughs> of, <laughs> of course, something something off-road something off-road. off-road yeah 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 okay not road yeah because because i i'm a bit narcoleptic and on the okay. on the on the asphalt part i'm i'm i want to sleep in <laughs> you know it's it's boring <laughs> No, it's not funny. Exactly, it's not yeah, funny. The best yeah, thing is actually yeah, try to yeah, struggle yeah, a bit more with yeah, bike yeah. handling. Yeah, vi- vibration helps for this ultra race stuff because <laughs> of course. yeah, not for your back, but yeah. Yeah, but they help you mentally. Yeah, yeah, the nature helps a lot. I think it's more harder to ride uh, um, like a transcontinental or something similar. It's more harder because it's sometimes I, I think is is boring and then. It's harder to 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 arrive to the to the finish to the finish line. Yeah. Okay. Well, talking about events, you mentioned before briefly the Mogas. So apart from being a frame builder, mm-hmm. apart from taking part to ultra endurance races with some plans for the future, you're also part of this amazing project that is based in Valtellina, but actually was born basically in Berlin. Yeah. We're talking about the Mogas. Yes. Tell me a bit more about what it is or whatever. And damn it, this year that I had a lot of time because of my working situation, I could not, I cannot come because COVID came to poop inside of the party. Yeah. But don't think about the negative ways, just think about the positive ways. Tell us a, more, a bit more about the Mogas. Yeah, uh, Mogas... <laughs> Yeah, it's a project. <laughs> it's, a, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's about quality time with uh, okay. with, with friends because uh, it's yeah, it's a, like a, a relaxed uh, event uh, where cycling is an important part, but uh, uh, food is a really important part. Um, is uh, 
Yeah, as uh, my my friend uh, Mauro uh, writing, uh, they write an article on Alvento, and uh, mm-hmm. they write Mo Mo Mogas is the sick, uh, unconventional beauty, uh, uh, <laughs> maybe shy. Makes sense. Yeah, maybe shy, often shabby. The, I I write this <laughs> this uh, this uh, word. Uh, um, this Mauro right is in Alvento, and uh, yeah, that it's uh, the reality is uh, really unconventional. Um, it's it's try to describe because it's uh, it start like uh, with five friends and uh, now it's bigger, but uh, we try to take it uh, small, like 50, 50 yeah. people maximum, and uh, yeah. It's more about the, the the quality time, like eating, riding, have a, a contact with this uh, wonderful part of Italy, and uh, not 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 more. It's not about racing. Yeah, it's a race, but not really. Okay. Uh, we have uh, two or three artists that every every year do do something for Mogast, like Stefano Zotti. And uh, everyone have a prize, and uh, from the people come from everywhere. And uh, the first year was uh, at the invitation. We send uh, a, okay. a postcard. <laughs> they come, to, I think, twenty-five people or like this. And now it's bigger, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's a bit different. Of course, um, you can you can you can see the, uh, more at at Mogas at this magazine Alvento. Mauro yes. Mauri Larietti is one of the of the organizer of Mogas. They write uh, a, a wonderful article. Yeah, I have it. I have it here. It's only in Italian. Yeah. I have it here in yeah. my living room yeah. on my coffee yeah. desk. Yeah. You will find it. Yeah, yeah, it's great. yeah. They they write really nice nice uh, description about Mogas. Yeah, it's a bit more about so just maybe we can say some stuff, some numbers, maybe not numbers, but some stuff, something like it's something that is based in Valtellina, so in the north of Lombardy, north of Italy, and Mogas because is the acronym of Mortirolo. Gavia and Stelvio. Yes. Three huge brake yeah. legs yeah. climbs yeah. 5, in the same day. Yeah. <laughs> 5,000 meters of altitude. Yeah. yeah. In, in 110 kilometers. In 110 kilometers. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and, <laughs> it's a good average. Yeah. An espresso, you know, espresso. <laughs> espresso <laughs> riding. <laughs> Yeah. And the cool thing is that actually, I remember that one of your uh, something like headline or whatever talks about and a lot of love and so much love. Yeah. That's the thing. Just being there, as you were describing, being there, staying with friends, spending some quality time and some yeah. love time yeah. with your special ones yeah. or with yeah. friends that you're going to meet there yeah. and enjoy the food and enjoy the area. Yeah. But this was used to be only on... Uh, road then at a certain point last year because of some uh, let's say um rain and not so good weather you started doing also something on gravel now do you are the responsible one on the gravel side right <laughs> no 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 yeah every because all the guys they ride the uh, ride the uh, cross and and uh, and road road cycling both all all fa- okay all five people yeah they no 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 um, I think uh, the Mauro was responsible. They they want okay. sa- something more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. I of course now I have more experience to organize after the Atlas Monte race and the Torino Nizza Rally. I have uh, the 
the experience maybe to organize something similar. And, uh, but in 2018 or 2019, we, we wrote the, the Torino Nizza all together, all the organizator of, uh, Mogas. Okay. These five friends of me and uh, Mauro and Raina, all these guys, all these guys. And, uh, yeah. Maybe it's this uh, the 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 responsibility the the Torino Nizzarelli, yeah. Because <laughs> okay, okay, it's, okay. because it's a similar event. Torino Nizzarelli is a similar event. This nice nature, not ra- not racy and uh, quality time with food and nature. Then uh, it's something similar. Uh, Mogas is uh, in this way really similar to Torino Nizzarelli. Yeah. So unfortunately, the 2020 edition is kind of. Uh, pushed back to uh, actually push to next year, push forward to next year. But anyways, I truly believe that anybody will find this perfect and her perfect way of enjoying this kind of event with good food, good friends, and a lot of quality time for 2021, hopefully. So, yeah, maybe about the Mogas and about the spirit, we can send people a bit more on the mogas.com website. Yeah. yeah. We, we're thinking about an edition maybe in September, but we will see. Okay, okay. So, anyways, all the news yeah. are going to be there. Yeah, then. yes, yes. Perfect, Nico. I think that actually we touch base on the three chunks of information that I want to talk to you today. <laughs> Frame building, Atlas Monterrey, and the amazing yeah. Mogas. Right. But probably I'm missing something from you. No. Where people can find... <laughs> your frames and your social media and stuff. Give us your contacts and handles. Yeah, of uh, the, the, the website, chiclibonano.com uh, and uh, it, and uh, Instagram, yeah, chiclibonano. But I think uh, it's not so difficult to find. <laughs> Google is your friend. Yeah, chiclibonano. <laughs> Please. Try chiclibonano on Google and yeah. you will find everything. Yeah. I think yeah. that I have to let you free. Yeah. Yeah, I I hope you don't find too much. (laughs) No, 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 no. Everybody should find a bit too much. I'm going to tell you something more. Everything that we are mentioning, contacts and stuff, are down in the description below. Probably I'm going to put also some random perks of yourself (laughs) for your talks on the podcast of the Atlas Monterey. We got a couple of talks that were really funny. With Bank Stiller in the desert. <laughs> yeah, we have to say that actually, myself being in Berlin before and you being in Berlin right now, whatever, the Berlin community of uh, cyclists, gravel, adventure, how would you want to call it? It's not so big. Uh, I would not say it's growing, of course, but seems like really a big family. I really know everybody there there is you there is stefan there is banked there is rafael yeah 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 it's more family yeah, yeah i don't know i'm actually really dreaming of coming to visit you pretty soon it was in the plan to come and visit you in march let's see if they open all the the borders and stuff probably july yeah yeah Come here. I give you. I give you a bike. I love it. I never read them. Actually, I've never read any in my life. Uh, Chicli yeah. Bonanno ride. So yeah. <laughs> that's the opportunity. It's an opportunity. Yeah. opportunity. Cool, Nico. Yeah. Then I will let yeah. you continue with your working afternoon. Don't work too much. Don't stay yeah. late. Stop no, drinking no, a couple no. of beers. Yeah. Also for me. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't don't worry. I don't work too much. <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> ciao, Nico. Thanks a lot. Ciao, ciao, ciao. Nico was really a great, great talk. I really like actually how you put the spirit of yourself 
into this talk. I really loved how you express into your project and your stuff. You can really see how vital is your production, your life, and also your character. And I loved it a lot. And I also love the music that you put as background in your workshop. Anyways, I put also a couple of links below. Radio NTS is also my favorite radio. And uh, it was listening to that, I think. Well, if you also liked this episode and, or any other episode, just give me a shout. Feedbacks are really welcome, really, really welcome, especially in these times. And uh, don't forget to subscribe, review, and rate the episode on Apple Podcasts, maybe, or mainly, but also Spotify. You can subscribe there. And you can also subscribe to my newsletter, bi-weekly newsletter, that you will find the link down in the description below. Well, nothing else to say that I really, really hope that you are having a really nice riding week. I will do the same with my open up. And thanks again, Andy Kessler and Open for the amazing opportunity. And I will talk to you next week with another bunch of inspirational content. By the way, let me know if you want to have something in particular, which kind of exploration, inspiration, and any kind of content you want to listen. I'm here to serve you. Ciao, guys. I will talk to you soon.